Hello, welcome to It's the Tea. He's R to the Edgy. And she's Nick Jew. Hit it. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Fucking no. No. Hit it. Hit it. Um, Hit it. Um, um, uh, 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 this don't make no goddamn sense. <laughs> Happy 50, hip hop. <laughs> Um, I also really don't know how to deal with the fact that we are both so profoundly disgruntled. Like, we just, like, show up mad. <laughs> it's because it's like that, is it, who is it, Baldwin, he, Langston Hughes, somebody talk about was, the docile. Yes, the, it was Baldwin. The docile Negro, oh, <laughs> like, well, every I day. I have to swallow shit. So when I get to a place where I have an outlet, it's just like, <laughs> Oh my God. Um, so I, 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 there are a lot of, there are a lot of things in my craw that are sticking. Come on. Come on. <laughs> a lot. But yes, Let it out. <laughs> Here's the burn book, girl. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> this girl is a ugly slut. <laughs> I, so I am uh, reporting live from the streets. Of yes. The, uh, con <laughs> concrete jungle, wet dream tomato. Mm -hmm. um, There's nothing you can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> There's no husband you can't steal. I mean, at this point, that's just hers. <laughs> Right, like the statute of limitations, like that's, it's, it's up. <laughs> at yeah. this point, that's that's that lady husband. Right. <laughs> charge charge that to the game. Yeah. Um, but no, I was uh getting my hair done and I am so grateful that the barbershop where I like go is a is a it's a it's a black ass barbershop. And right. I usually because of my schedule, usually get my hair done on like, or when I used to live in New York full time, shut the fuck up, Thomas. I used to live in Damn. New York full time. Uh, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> when I used to live there full time, I would like go early in the morning because of like work or rehearsal or whatever. But like, it just so happened that I was there on a Saturday and it was like popping. And it was great that like, that is not a place that I feel any like homophobia or any of that. Like I actually like love being in there, but mm -hmm. I just was like, oh wow. None of these men know how to listen. Girl, girl. Like so much so to the fact that like there was this, these, the, this man was getting his haircut and he was having a conversation with his barber um, he like asked him, oh, here we go, here we go. Yes, classic, <laughs> what's the tea? Where is the emergency to? <laughs> is, are, you being, are you being abducted? <laughs> well, I felt like, you know, since we haven't done the show regularly in six right. years, I thought it was <laughs> good. Well. Oh, they're literally coming down the street. I am getting abducted. <laughs> Remember that time we recorded a show while you were driving over the Bay Bridge? <laughs> we really we have been over the window and through the woods or whatever the fuck that lyric is 
my God. Um, but no, this man was like asking his barber a direct question and he literally had to ask him five times because he just like didn't hear him. He was just tuned the fuck out? Like tuned out. And then on the other side, there was this like, um, this man who was getting his hair cut and I guess he called himself trying to give the men some game. It was it was some raggedy, weak-ass game that was of like course it was. some bullshit. But I, I realized is like these spaces are where people who feel disrespected go to like hold court. Mm. Mm. Come on. Which which is like actually kind of beautiful in in a way if the ways in which they held court weren't rooted in misogyny homophobia or, misogyny or or, or other or other shit like yeah. like it 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 could all be so simple yeah. but you'd rather but you'd rather make it misogynistic i think i think that you've also hit the nail on the head on social media you have a bunch of people who in I, real life <laughs> who can't. don't have a lot of social capital, who need to hold court in a space where people will listen to them. And to an extent, podcasts, YouTubers, uh, shit like that. Because it's like, I see the men who supposedly were sent here to lead, who don't know how to listen. How you a leader and you don't know how to listen? But how you a leader and you can't pay child support, Cornell West? How you gonna win when you ain't right within? Cause like I I I I don't really care. Like I don't really care. It's not causing me any loss of sleep. There are plenty of things on that list. But like yeah. I saw a clip of some like podcaster trying to clown. Now nah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tank this child's name. So I'm gonna just say one of Ti's children's uh, his like teeth. King. And I was sure, sure, certainly. Yeah, um, that's his name. Oh, that's his name. I, th I thought you know you know we just call everybody King. I was like, sure. Oh no, I'm young... not on. I'm not on King's side. Just to <laughs> just to be very clear, my allegiance is not to King. Oh no, of course. I mean, Jesus is the King, <laughs> right? Not to not to be confused with Jesus is King. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Black but, is King. Yes. Oh, Come on. Black ass. Black ass King. Black ass King. <laughs> Are these jokes that only you and I think are funny? Have we talked about yes. this stuff on the podcast? Yes. Okay, because I'm just yes. like, everybody's like, what the fuck, ADHD, um, neurospicy, what the fuck is, these hoes are speaking in twin. And this shit is free. <laughs> we saved the coherent, we saved the coherent shit for the Patreon. Press next. Right. <laughs> But like it, 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 it felt kind of cringy to me to watch a bunch of adults like make fun of. I mean, the teeth look crazy. Like just again, I'm not on King's side. We might need a different example. <laughs> but no. But it's actually it's not it's not about the content. It's about the like the fact that like I'm like oh, are, are, have we like gotten to a place where we're like oh it's cool to just clown your child in front of the parent 
on whatever because the kid is famous or rich. Again, like, I'm like, again, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not on King's side. This might be a bad example. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. If we're yes. talking about like a child that has never done anything to be talked about. Wait, has he done other shit? I don't know who this I mean, is. So I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. This, a, is like I, when, this is like <laughs> when I tried to defend Cersei Lannister and you were like, you can't uh, start watching from season five. <laughs> You can't start watching from season five and tell me to feel sorry for this bitch because I don't. <laughs> Listen, bruh, like much respect, one of the greatest villains of all times. Of all um, times. But like, no. You said, well, fuck, fuck that lady. <laughs> okay, so King um, has like pulled up on some people How in a Waffle child, House. Um, let's see. If the he's eighteen. Oh, never mind. Fuck that motherfucker. Um, he had like pulled up on some people at a Waffle House with a gun, and like, oh my god, Not I think dude, it, Jesus. I think it was one of those like, I have to act hard, um, because I'm Ti's son, and like I feel for him because he did kind of grow up on reality TV. But okay, so here's. He's been arrested. Um, well, a saint is just a sinner who fell down and got up. Listen, especially with this justice system, the, the things that they... I Listen, it's I don't have nothing for or against King. I just know every time I've heard his name... You have, you have nothing for him, that's for sure. It hasn't <laughs> been related to anything positive or good. If anything good. that is good or admirable or worthy, yeah. whatever the Bible says. <laughs> yeah. yeah he was... So he assaulted um, a Waffle House employee. Oh, Lord. Well, and then like came back with a gun and threatened folks too. I think that's the same story. I know I'm not oh, conflating the two. That's um, that is deeply unfortunate. But he does have a record. Oh Lord! Well, different example. You tried yeah, to tell me. You really I tried. Did. See, see, see how I'm men don't it. listen. <laughs> I am proving my own point. Yes, and, and scene. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> Because, um, <laughs> like, I, for example, people hate Kim Kardashian and the entire Jenner Dashian family. Um, I don't see people coming for North because one, that's a child, and number two, for whatever reason, Black people have been like, she's ours or she's you know her oh, daddy's no, we've, daughter. We've, we've claimed her, yes. Yeah, until she says or does something that people don't like when she's about you know fifteen, and then it'll be a totally different situation. But uh, or like a better example, a perfect example, Blue Ivy, uh, when oh, she was yes. younger. People wanted to make disparaging comments about her looks. Very famous. Not, not wanted to. People did, did. with like yeah, but, yeah. wanton disrespect. Very famously, some up and coming bloggers and YouTubers made a career off of making fun of Blue Ivy's looks and her hair and all that other shit. Um, and people were and always. If Beyonce like, was on that Cardi B shit. She would have bankrupted all them motherfuckers. Listen, um, and and and. The culture changed, people changed, and and hopefully now there aren't a bunch of grown adults making fun of children. People used to do that shit to Zendaya. Everybody, you can do your, you know, uh, cleaned up version of history if you want to, but because I've 
because I have worked with Zendaya, she's been on my radar for a really long time. And when she first started hitting the red carpet, people used to have very not nice things to say about her clothes when she was a child. The North remembers. (laughs) (laughs) Not the North remembers, (laughs) ma'am. Yeah, that's kind of like what I wanted to talk about today is the way that like social media or whatever method, like so successfully the misinformation, the anti-vaccination propaganda and the QAnon propaganda has been successfully implanted into, into our community. How can we plant information and truth and science? Like, how does that, and I'm feeling very like hopeful and Pollyanna about the shit, but just for some background, like uh, somebody that I'm related to posted some anti-vax propaganda showing some doctor speaking about how harmful the vaccine was. And there's like a black man Uh, imposing himself over the video to let everybody who held off on the vaccine know that they were right. And I haven't gone further into it to see who this person is, if it's even a doctor, you know, whatever. And then also people promoting that um, QAnon movie. Wait, there's a movie? Sound of Freedom or something. Um, Yeah, I'm gonna have to pass on that one. What did Rita say? Um... The Sound of Freedom is... Which is so ironic. (laughs) It's about, like, child um, trafficking. I've I've tried to, like, stay out of it because I don't want it in my algorithms. (laughs) Um, Oh, that's clever. That's Um, clever. (laughs) But it's... Did um, you make that? Did you just make that up? I don't think so. I feel like people have been saying algorithm before. I I wouldn't say that's me. Because if you think about it. Right. (laughs) It got levels to it, for sure. Okay. Okay. Um, So one of the backers um, of the movie was a QAnon person. And he was recently also direct... um, Arrested. So there's this article on NPR. QAnon supporters are promoting Sound of Freedom. Here's why. Sound of Freedom, a Christian thriller. No. No. (laughs) No. As a person who survived them terrible ass Kirk Cameron left behind movies. Girl. (laughs) Thankfully, I was never in that particular arm of Christianity. Either that or I was just too old. I got saved when way I too early. started going to church. Yeah. I got saved way too early. <laughs> um, a Christian thriller about a former federal agent rescuing children from exploitation is this summer's surprise box office hit. Made for about $15 million, it earned almost Damn. as much on its release day as the final installment of uh, Indiana Jones and has raked in more than $85 million since opening earlier this month. But the movie is also being criticized as a vehicle for conspiracy theories and misleading depictions of human trafficking landing it in the middle of the country's politically polarized culture wars. The film, based on a real-life controversial anti-trafficking activist, is being heavily promoted in conservative media. Former President Donald Trump is hosting a screening on Wednesday night at his golf club. This was... How can you you host a screening if you're on RICO charges? Baby, this article came out yesterday, too. Um, (laughs) 
<clears throat> and he's and he's gonna be in New Jersey on Wednesday, so he's he needs to how, carry his ass you, down to Georgia. How you get to travel if you're on a Rico? <laughs> a big part of its success is an appeal from its star Jim Caviezel, who comes on screen. Well, thank y'all so much, right. everybody, for joining us. Urging viewers to buy more tickets so other people can see it and help in child trafficking. It's Wait, a mod he's model <laughs> trying to sell tickets after the movie. Yeah, so this is everybody who has seen the movie. They have come onto social media and be like, "You have to go see this. You have to see the truth." And you did it. So Caviezel, who pre Previously played Jesus Christ in Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ is also drawing attention to the film in other ways. For years, he's been a prominent promoter of the false, violent QAnon conspiracy theory, specifically that baseless claim that an international cabal of elites is abusing and killing children to extract a substance called adrenochrome. Because, like, here's here's the thing. There was a child trafficking conspiracy in this country. It was called slavery. Ooh. Ooh. So, and you were extracting a substance called cotton Ooh. or Ooh. sugar or tobacco or whatever. And as we've learned, every motherfucking accusation is a confession. So like, let's, let's, let's cut the shit. I know we can't make the title of the podcast play with your pussy, but don't play with right. me. But like, <laughs> or um, or in the or in the case of Michael Orr, you're you're trying to extract them dollars off that football contract because how the fuck you sign a conservatorship when somebody's eighteen? Yeah. Or make a movie yeah. saying your white son taught him how to play football we when don't. he was already being scouted. We're about to get to that in just un momento. I can smell it. I can smell the seasons uh, marinating um, in, in the skillet. So the issue is not the movie itself. The issue is that on every red carpet and outlet while um, promoting the movie, Jim Caviezel is is promoting this ridiculous QAnon bullshit. And it's also being marketed heavily to the QAnon believers and it has been embraced by the community. So this is the way that they, that they lure people, specifically middle-aged white women, is with the like, oh my Ooh. God, people are... Um, abusing children. I'm not, I'm not coming for them. It was all on the QAnon documentaries. I watched one of them on HBO, specifically about January 6th and another one. It is the way that they recruit because what woman, especially a middle-aged woman, especially a semi-affluent woman, doesn't think, oh my God, I don't want people harming children and respond to it. Of, no, of course. I, of course, it absolutely like you know, I don't mean to say this in a manipulative way, but it absolutely um, plays on the sensibilities of people who like care, who have an aspirational care about the world. They're also the same people who pull their purse closer to them when they see a person who's struggling with housing insecurity or food insecurity or chooses to not donate to a local food bank because people should pull themselves up by their bootstraps. So there's like, you know, the blind spots are giving Helen Keller in this bitch, but yeah. I do understand the, the aspirational appeal of these values to, you know, otherwise well-meaning whites. And this supposedly Operation Underground Railroad, which is the organization organization stop, featured stop, in the movie stop, that um, no, is trying stop. to save children from human trafficking. They're saying, like, people are saying that, like, the stories, um, many of the missions of that operation have stories that um, have significant misrepresentations. And they're not, like, 
completely fake, but a lot of the things are very hard to um, verify. <laughs> you have you have the unmerited temerity, the unmitigated temerity in Gaul to tell me that there is an organization called Operation Underground Railroad that is not about the legacy of Harriet Tubman? That's correct. I gotta go. Um, I, I, I'm getting another call. Um, I gotta, I gotta go. <laughs> and so the movie, the, the story depicted in the movie is like by a stranger snatching a child when statistically most children are taken from people they know or people they're close to or people in the face. So it's just a huge like uh, signal to people to then become wooed into the 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 rest of the propaganda because if they could get you here then they have you listening and now you start believing things like the vaccine was created with aborted fetus cells and now you're a christian and that seems to be against your quote unquote religion and that's how you win over Black women, which it has started to do. Um, Mercury not even in retrograde yet, and we're having technical difficulties. No, but it's five other of them. There's five of the other bitches. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember what we were talking about at this point, uh, but um, fuck Donald you Trump. You, you said you don't, you're always down to drag a bitch when it's time to drag somebody. Oh, Neo, Neo. And then you said, and I said, <laughs> no, thank you. And all of technology got all one accord, like the Black people when that man you to have your hair and turn the <laughs> shit off. Shafir, Shamir Smith, or whatever the fuck your name is. Shafir? Uh, S-H-A-F-F-E-R, uh, Shafir. I thought you were spelling Usher. I thought you were trying to do the Usher thing. U-S-H-A-F-F-E-R. How would you pronounce that? Shaffer? I wouldn't. I I wouldn't pronounce it at all. Schaefer, and then Schaefer is wild. <laughs> and then C H I M E R E. Sure, I understand now. I understand why they chose that name for themselves. Yeah. Um. What they do now? So he. I know somebody was posting some Z like a tic tac a tic a tic a tic tac. Okay. I am old. A, a TikTok of him looking zesty as fuck. There's so many things I want to address. There's so many things I want to address. And I said that unironically. A TikTok. Uh, first of all. I do not condone the use of zesty in this manner. So when y'all get mad, it wasn't me. <laughs> you know, like um, uh, sassy is the new like coded uh, dog whistle for calling a man gay without using a homophobic slur. So zesty to me is like sassy on fucking steroids. <laughs> At least I didn't oh. say Szechuan. Uh, Szechuan. <laughs> if you've only been listening to us for a few years, I truly apologize for this. <laughs> <laughs> This is some 
2013 foolishness that we are going through on today. <laughs> we're we're um, parenting our own podcast because we're 10 years old. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so he, I believe, was asked in an interview about um, children transitioning and he came out. Why? And, no, no. Why? Right. First why of all, why? <laughs> First of all, Schlamizel Schlamazel about. <laughs> Again. If that was taken in the wrong way, I do not condone. Listen, I'm Jennifer Aniston to the bullshit. I'm going to say you were wrong, and I'm not going to apologize for my part in it, and I'm going to go on my merry Caucasian way. Good day. I am quoting Laverne and Shirley, so don't do me. Um, So he basically said he thinks it's... Uh, I don't want to misquote him, but um, he he did not have great things to say, and so he received some backlash. And he went I still don't on. Understand why they're asking this man about children yeah. transitioning? Uh, it's, What's it's, that got you know, to do the hot, with the price of the price of pussy on international? Right, right. Yeah. Um, and so then he recorded himself and said some shit like, "I he, not like this is a direct quote. I need you all to hear this from the horse's mouth, not the publicist's computer. I do not apologize for having an opinion on this matter." And then he went on to say some other bullshit about how he just doesn't think that a child that young should make any life changing decisions and correct him if he's wrong and blah 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 blah. But like when you come at it so full throated like that, you don't want to be corrected. You just want to stand in your wrongness. And so I'm sure, excuse me, most of the internet came at him and said like nobody is medically transitioning under the age of 18. Like everything that is done is first of all primarily a social transition. And if there is anything medical involved, it's puberty blockers, which are also used on um, children who were assigned female at birth. Correct. So then he came out and said <laughs> in a statement posted to Twitter, cause that's what the fuck I'm going to be calling it. It's a silhouette of him on stage with the microphone stand slung over his back diagonally, a mic in one hand, and he's like wearing a hat. <laughs> and then over this image are these words. After much reflection, I'd like to no, express no, my- No, no, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 not- Come on. So that's Come the on. title of the show. <laughs> yeah, after much reflection. <laughs> I'm- <laughs> no, I don't need to do anything else you have to say. <laughs> um, after much reflection, I'd like to express my deepest apologies to anyone that I may have hurt with my comments on parenting and gender identity. That's the other thing he was trying to say, that people who allow their children to do this are like abusing them. Just, I don't know if he used the word abuse, but he was leaning to saying that you were a bad parent. Okay, Saying nothing I, about, I, I can't. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Please, Lord, please go ahead. I've always been an advocate for love and inclusivity in the LGBTQ plus community, so I understand how my comments could have been interpretive as in, interpreted as insensitive and offensive. Gender he, identity... He, they use what you gave them, Heather B. Right. Right. It could have been interpreted, he said. Uh, gender, gender identity is nuanced. And I can honestly admit that I plan to better educate myself on the topic so I can approach future, com future conversations with more empathy. At the end of the day... I no, lead with love. No, no. <laughs> I lead with love and support everyone's freedom of expression and pursuit of happiness. Now, I'm going to say something here. No, you don't. I I appreciate this. Let me tell you why. Me too. Because me too. 
a lot of times people get dragged to infinity and beyond and they double and triple down and nothing is ever learned or gained. So even if this is a statement written by his publicist because he was being dragged from here to kingdom come and it was starting to affect his bottom line because no shade to my um friends in the acronym but who else is fucking with neo but the girls and the gays i mean as as a girl and gay i'm not but god bless those who are (laughs) somebody is because i think he's like on tour right now um so i so for him to be like you know what let me apologize, which it's, uh, you know, not the greatest apology, but again, I don't like to grade people's apologies. I've learned from very many places that a good apology includes the saying sorry for what you did and going forward, I will. Corrective action. And I believe that he's Uh done that here, even though he did the bad thing in the apology to say that his could have been interpreted. Like, no, that's what you said. And, (laughs) And, and, and a match of venue, because if your disrespect is public, then the apology also needs to be public. Which he did. And I yes, and, correct, correct. and I'm sure he probably followed up with a video or whatever. But the thing is, um, he still has he was, a, I hope he was dancing. <laughs> he still has a lot to learn. But I think that he has acknowledged that he spoke from a place of ignorance. And a lot I think that a lot more people you can hold your deep seated homophobic religious beliefs. I mean, sorry. Um, Christian ideology, you can hold that. But no, you, you said what you said. <laughs> but but what you should also be able to hold is that not everyone believes what you believe. And if you're a public figure yeah. and you want people to support you, you can't just rely on the people who are it, 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 these days the loud minority. Because as much as it seems like the entire world is is terrible and awful and everybody hates gay people and our government is proving that to be true. They don't really represent the the majority of people. And I think on a day-to-day level, there are a lot more people who are like, I don't really get it than people who are like, you should die. I just don't understand this phenomenon we have. And this actually goes full circle to fucking social media. I don't understand the phenomenon for people being expected to be experts on something on which they have zero lived experience about. Yes. Like, yes. Now, now, unless I am wrong and I don't know anything about this man other than he wrote irreplaceable. Um, So like, if he's the, if he's the parent of a trans child or like is, is the guardian of a trans child, like maybe he has some ground to speak on, but like, you know what I mean? Like, why don't we actually ask people who know what the fuck they're talking about as right. opposed to just like, like you, you can't have run out of interview topics for this man. Like, Hey, Neo, where do you buy your hats? Hey, right. Like, <laughs> talk, talk to me about like, you know, how do you moisturize your bald head? And like, what are right. some, some skincare techniques? Like, how are your cheeks so big? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like maybe questions about things he knows shit about and not this. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, like, um, it's done on purpose, um, obviously to create 
headlines and buzz. But I think that the thing that is unsuccessful at is you, the original person, you're not getting clicks, really. It just turns into a whole bunch of conversations and people either siding with him or people dragging him. So it happened. He was in an interview with Gloria Velez for Vlad TV. Of fucking course, it was Vlad TV in which they is criticized. Is she a trans person, a trans parent? I don't, or I, I do I- not know. In which they criticized parents for allowing their children to have a say in their own gender identity from a young age. Shortly after the musician issued a statement, this was, you know, whatever. And then he posted that video he recorded in the car. So I do not understand why he was asked this thing other than it is the hot button topic right now. And and if I were a transphobe, I would just be like, I don't know Ablo Inglés. When that question you know, came up, you're not going to put know, me in a you know bag. What I mean? Like, it's just like, it's like, what, what was the, what was the reason? Like, yeah. what, like, I, I just, I don't, I don't understand. Like, there are so many, I mean, we do a podcast once every six months. So I get, we don't really <laughs> <laughs> run out of things. There's all, there's always new shit to talk about, but like, and I, and I get that, you know, you're interviewing people every day, but you you gotta have something to talk about. This this truly feels like, especially if this is not the angle of your publication, and I'm being generous. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what 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 this got to do with anything? He said on on Instagram, um, uh, "This shit is getting out of hand. I will not be bullied into apologizing for having an opinion. I was asked a question, and I answered the damn question. I have no idea." I have no beef with the LGBTQIA plus community whatsoever. Do what you want to do with your kids. However, somebody asked my opinion on this matter, and this is how I feel. I will never your be uninformed okay. opinion. Yeah, I will never be okay with allowing a child to make a decision that is detrimental to their life. In his caption, he wrote, "If one of my seven kids were to decide that he or she wanted to be something other than what they were born as once they're old enough and mature enough to make that decision so be it not gonna love them any less but this isn't even a discussion until they are mentally mature enough to have such a discussion his youngest child four months old his oldest is 12 and and then again i'm gonna say this because i'm still trying to be gentle with people as they are learning because as i have learned i have evolved my opinion on things the number one mistake that you make is speaking publicly about some shit that you don't know about because I have spoken publicly about some shit that I didn't know about and I ended up sounding stupid. Um, I think that like his intention was like, I love gay people, but I just, I draw the line at letting kids transition at a young age. And there's such a a wealth of knowledge that exists scientifically by sociologists about yeah. um, gender as a social construct and that being separate from biological sex, that also being separate from sexuality, that there's a, a place that you can say uh, nothing <laughs> is my general point. Unless you are the parent of a trans child, you can say nothing because you can hold whatever belief you hold. But the problem is, especially right now in the current political climate in America, that you think that your beliefs should extend to me. And because you don't believe in transness and you don't want your children transitioning, you believe it should be illegal for anyone to do so and for any other parent to allow their child to do that. So 
I don't understand how you as a parent want control over what your children watch and see. But I as a parent cannot have control over what my children do. And I and I and I I I in a space of offering empathy and understanding to fucking morons, I mm-hmm. get that there is like a desire to make your child's life as easy and simple as possible. And I yeah, think if that's where look, it's coming from. <laughs> correct. Correct. But but I also again I'm offering generosity. I'm but I also understand that like what people don't talk about is how many queer people experience the worst and harshest bullying from their parents, from, from their, their parents. family, from the people who are entrusted with their mental, social, and emotional care and well-being. We also don't really talk about, and it's like also because she's a terrible person and I mean, like, I don't hate anybody, but she's a horrible fucking person. But like, Caitlyn Jenner is a late, you know, like she came to her gender identity and transition story very late in life. And what we don't really know about, because again, she's a terrible person, I don't really care about her, is like how much pain and suffering she went through on the way to that journey, as opposed to if she was raised in a household where she was loved and supported and like allowed to explore her identity, like as, as a younger person. Like you can save years of trauma off of someone's life by just like being curious. Like you don't need to have the answers, but this idea that like people without any real lived experience, like approach these very like delicate nuanced situations with no curiosity is just fucking awful. And I get it because when children, like this is the thing that I will never understand because I don't have my own children, but witnesses, witness it through the eyes of my friend's children is kids will be will like, I want to be a truck driver. I want to drive a bus. I am yeah. a rocket ship. I am a dinosaur. And I think I it can I was be gonna difficult. be a virgin until I got married. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I think it can be difficult. I, I know that it is difficult as a parent to be like, am I responding to the whims of my child who doesn't know any better? Or am I hearing my child and helping them live out their desire? But I think, especially being very close to the parent of a non-binary child and a trans child, the yeah. the sound is different. <laughs> when when the child is struggling with something as difficult as their gender identity, it doesn't feel like I want to play baseball, I want to play basketball. But also there is a little bit of like if you would just allow the child to explore a little bit while also educating them on how dangerous and and ugly this world can be but i don't know that i could watch somebody suffering to the point where they are contemplating ending their life because they don't feel good in their body for whatever reason and because of my religion or my grooming or my whatever i have to force them to walk in a way that's going to make it easier on the outside world what about their inside world I mean, again, we, it all goes back to this idea. And I actually didn't mean for this to be an hour long meditation on listening, but like, mm-hmm. how, <laughs> like how many problems in our world could be solved by just being like, huh, maybe I don't, maybe as an experiment, let me just try to close my mouth and receive this information, not already processing my response. And then right. let them finish their fucking idea and then think about it and be like, huh, how do I feel about that? Are there gaps right. in my knowledge? Are there gaps in my context? Yeah. Especially if it's a child that you're raising, my right. God. 
And it's a lot of work, but that's that's the job, right? I know that you have sometimes like relationship or a, a marriage to manage, a job, also a, the job of the household and other obligations that befall you it, upon you as an adult. But like the child is is yours. He's your your I mean, student, not yours, but like your responsibility. Your 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 you know. In charge the of their emotional well being as well as their, their physical well being. The prophet Michael Joseph Jackson did say, Don't have the baby if you can't feed the baby. I know we're not bringing him up, but we talking about the well being <laughs> of children. Again, I want to just clarify. <laughs> you want to just clarify? <laughs> I don't know that I'm on team MJ was fucking kids, but I am staunchly on team. He was doing inappropriate things whoever, and he had, whoever, inter- he had inappropriate relationships with the children is what I'm I want quoting, to say. I'm quoting whoever wrote that lyric. Quincy which I don't Jones or somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So to quote, to quote <laughs> Quincy Jones, don't have the baby if you can't feed the baby. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, Michael or... Lord That's Jesus. How you say it? How you say Who that name? Or um, let's so ask, let's ask Sandra Bullock. <laughs> let me just come before y'all to say I enjoyed The Blind Side. I again probably haven't seen that motherfucker since about a year after it came out. I I thought that Sandra Bullock was excellent in this role. She disappeared in a role for me for the very first time. Um, no shade to that lady, but as I go back and watch some of her more iconic performances. It's not giving <laughs> what everybody be trying to give her. She's great in the comedies, but the heavier stuff and like, uh, what is that movie with her and Nicole Kidman and they were witches? Practical Magic? Oh my God. Woo. Woo, that Nigga, was a rough. That was rough for me to get through. I, I haven't heard. <laughs> I had to dig in the, the far recesses of my mind for that one. Um, no, that one. No, Sandy did the shit in Miss Congeniality and the proposal. Yes, yes. But like, and, crash and no was shade. rough. It, he, this, he was cute or whatever it's called with her and um, Melissa McCarthy. But how you don't shine with Melissa McCarthy on your side? Also, she's speed. You know. Speed was a bar. Speed was a bar. I've, that's a tough one for me because that has another person in it who I'm like, oh, okay, th- these are the actors that we're ch- choosing <laughs> <laughs> to act in the film. Oh, we're, well, all right. Uh, <laughs> another, uh, he's a I, he's a wonderful person. Yes, wonderful a performer. Won- wonderful, <laughs> wonderful performer. <laughs> he wears gorgeous tuxedos, gorgeous, gorgeous gowns. Um, but yeah, I'm not like a. I in the war of Sandy versus Julia, I'm Julia all day, every day. Is what I'm trying. Is to that say. is that really a war? It's fake, a fake like Black Twitter thing, kind of. Maybe not even the whole of Black Twitter, but just like the small. I think it's a. It's definitely um, a fire starter thing for sure. The the Sandy versus Julia agenda. That's definitely what that is. That's not real. Julia watched that lady five ways from Sunday. Yeah. It. it yes. <laughs> um, but in the playfulness of that game, I'm on team Julia. But. I say all that to say I give Sandy her things for the blind side. Black people have been like, take this bitch Oscar back. <laughs> she didn't. Yeah. I mean, you know, we always take shit too far. 
and I and I I I come from a place of curiosity because I've been trying to understand. Like, um, I was having a conversation with someone online, and they said they wanted to hear from her, and I asked why because I'm like, well, why? To, to my knowledge, she wasn't on um, creative. Uh, I, she took she a job. A role. She, she took, took a job. job. She played a role. Y'all are doing um, the most. And apparently, she turned down the role three times, and then um, the lady, what a name, yeah. Yeah, uh, c- met with her, and that's what convinced her. So I think what the person was saying, just to put the best will possible on the person, because I don't want to. This is not a shit talking thing about that person in particular. Basically saying that like he would be interested to hear what she ha- what she has to say now that she found out that she was also bamboozled. Fair, fair. Um, but Twitter at large was just like, where this bitch at? Like, first of all, she's <laughs> recovering from like a great tragedy. I believe that like. Someone close to her, a child, died recently. Um, <laughs> Sandy alone, y'all. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not going up or whatever, but she have a black child and she's done right by the child. And she, since she left that Nazi or he left her or whatever happened, she's yeah. been a okay in my book. So I think we should leave that lady alone and fight the real enemy once again, word to Sinead. And this, the two, this two Hoy family, they apparently, Girl, bamboozled, never adopted the man, and have been in have had him in a conservatorship. Yeah, and also like, uh, I watched uh, Lene, her uh, parking lot pimping. She's back finally from summer vacation, mm-hmm. um, and the the movie is filled with like actual like documented inaccuracies. Mm-mm. Yeah. But also, again, I want to say um, it is a movie, not a biography, yeah. not an autobiography. And a lot of the noise that was happening on social media, I really wanted to ring that bell of like, yeah, there are tons of inaccuracies in all of these biopics because they're not actual like a documentary. It's, yes, but I do feel like the way that they were like, especially knowing that their kids ate off that movie and Michael did not. Like, knowing the way that they were, like, very, very visible on the press tour, they tried to make it seem... They they actively participated in the blurriness of the, the lines about how accurate that movie was. And yes. they, I think they wanted us to believe that, like, he had never slept in a bed before or, right. like, all this other like, crazy fucking shit. Mentally delayed or something. And then also he didn't really make any money off the movie. He didn't make any money off the movie at all. But the family did. The family did. All their kids, like their kids got breaded the fuck out. Yeah. It's, it don't make no goddamn sense. I'm, I'm tired. Is there, um, is the aliens coming? Cause like, I would love a ride to another galaxy. bitch. <laughs> Earth is ghetto. I wanna leave. <laughs> take me, take me to one of the shits in retrograde. Like somebody was like, I was in a meeting on Friday with a person who gets on my fucking nerves, and um, <laughs> I hope they don't listen to the show. <laughs> they don't know who it is. I'm in so many damn meetings. Just, just assume if I'm in a meeting with your ass on Friday, you it, get was on my you. it was you. It was you. It's you. Hey, you the problem, bitch. It's you. <laughs> Um, but, Beautiful <laughs> but there was like there was like a joke about all the planets being in retrograde and I was like yeah it's about to be six of them bitches and, and somebody else was like what about Earth I was like oh we've been in retrograde for the last 3,000 years baby we stay in retrograde right right <laughs> Ooh, anyway um, 
Hey, boo. Damn, I couldn't even think. <laughs> um, yeah, I got one. Go ahead. Um, Coco Goff finally yeah. yesterday beat the number one player in the world. Um, and I'm really proud of her because she is, you know, young. To, to, we're just quoting Aretha all day. Young performer. Great. <laughs> great songwriter. <laughs> great entertainer. You know, I, I, obviously she like got very, very famous when she beat Venus at Wimbledon in the first round four years ago. Uh, she got to the finals of the French Open uh, two years ago and has like struggled to sort of find like real consistent results at the later rounds of these big events and has never beaten this uh, player from Poland um, until yesterday. And I'm mm. really proud of her. Um, it looks like she's in the middle of a hair appointment because she's had half her braids out for the last two weeks. But maybe that's her, that's her version of like a rally cap. So she's like, I'm not gonna take my braids all the way out until the U.S. Open. I don't really mm. totally understand, but like, <laughs> she's working on ahead. it. Her, her shoulders are sore. <laughs> she did. I, I really hope they ain't got that girl taking her her own braids out. Baby, please, please call Shaquanda and have them uh, <laughs> take that girl's braids out, please. Mm-mm. Not Shaquanda. Like, not you being the um, hateful white lady with the locks on on TikTok. Wait, what? There's so there are a couple of Wait, creators. No, are you serious? There are a couple of creators on TikTok right now. Both of them are white women. One of them has locks and one of them has the worst braids I have ever seen like, in my life. Locks, you mean like locks of love? Like everyone has hair? No, like locks in her hair. And she, I guess, was getting some flack for it and she made a video talking about it's always the black women with the weave who want to come at me about my hair and like she's not uh i could tell that she's not like traffics in black culture dates black men she's just like has locks um and she said uh well if that's the case and you need to stop wearing weaves shaquanda or whatever name she made it <laughs> and she's that's... going viral and then That's, the other one is challenging black women to come and fight her in the boxing ring. I don't want to. And and the woman that she challenged to fight her is the uh, We Going Up Jay lady, um, <laughs> uh, who is her whole TikTok is taking down racist white women, which is it's kind of corny to me. Sometimes she hits on something but other times I'm just like could you find something else to do um but they to. got her TikTok suspended and so the girl that girl got her TikTok suspended and so now she's inviting her to come and box and other creators are like yeah um she not gonna do that but I'll be there <laughs> like you you haven't met the right one yet so drop the address girl and I'm down it's, to come swinging y'all y'all really forgot about the folding chairs like that was just last week <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm going to hold the rest of my comments as to why I think she has a battery in her back. Uh, my hey boo, uh, this, so there's been a lot going on in baseball. <laughs> there's there's like, always, I mean, it's, it's that time of the year. Someone um, accused of uh, having an, a relationship with a, with a minor who has oh been God. suspended and there's been an investigation with the government of from oh the Dominican God. Republic, I believe. Um, and then was it, a, um, was, it a, was it a stranger? No, Mm-mm. 
not a stranger. So tell that um, to Duke of Easel. And there's video of her wearing his chain. It's pretty damning. Like I think she's oh. like, there's two there's two young ladies, one of whom is nineteen. Um, the other is also eighteen, but the relationship started when she was like fourteen. Um, so it's a lot. Wait, so, it's a lot. So straight so straight people are, are grooming? Girl. You would never Wait, believe it. Is the call coming from inside the house? You would never believe these pastors being arrested for having child pornography. Not a single drag queen yet been arrested for child pornography. Not yet. Y'all better let uh, Miss Kasha Davis and them ugly ass gowns read books for them kids. <laughs> Listen. Um, and then Tim Anderson got beat the fuck up. On no. Oh, I saw, I saw that. I did see that. I did see that. And he has like a wayward side chick who be on the Instagram embarrassing him and his wife every time they celebrate a milestone. Not um, a wayward so, side chick. <laughs> so everyone thinks that he's been like in a, and I agree with this, uh, Shakia, who I think is a wonderful, intelligent, smart journalist, black woman who covers sports um, in Chicago and specifically baseball. She's, um, I'm not giving enough on her title. I'm sure that I'm mis quoting her attributes, but she wrote a piece on, I don't know if she wrote the whole, uh, an article, but I just remember her um, thread on Twitter talking about how, um, yeah, she's a senior content editor for Chicago Tribune Sports. Um, but she wrote this thread on how like, we need to humanize someone like Tim Anderson. Like just, it's funny to make fun of somebody for having these extramarital issues, but also like what that is probably doing to his mental health and the way that it has been in the locker room. And he's had some back and forth with teammates or whatever, but he got beat the fuck up by uh, <laughs> someone who was not on his team. And so then I just want to say that like, I have been to some baseball recently, like uh, a little bit of me, doesn't know how much longer I'm going to be a fan of the A's and by extension the sport, but I have found a great bit of joy down at the ballpark for the past couple of weeks. They, they are I, officially moving? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Unless uh. they sell the team and the new owner decides to keep them in Oakland. What a tragedy. Yeah. Um, but I say all that to say it still hurts my soul to report something good about the Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so Luis Irias, I know I'm fucking that up, Irias, he hit a Grand Slam Saturday. Um, and that was his second so? Grand Slam in as many at-bats over two games. First Red Sox player so, to hit a grand slam in consecutive games since Jimmy Fox in 1940. First player so, in the MLB to have a consecutive at-bats since 2009 when Josh Willingham did it um, for the Nationals. So my hey boo wow. is oh my, young man oh my God. who play for the Red Sox. That's amazing. Hey boo. I, I, I don't. I'm on know a what positive vibe. I'm on a positive vibe, friend. I don't. I don't know what to say anymore. <sighs> Meanwhile, on Twitter, <laughs> I have to I'm go. On a positive vibe. <laughs> I have to go. Positivity. I'm not, and I won't. I shan't be renaming this to X. Um. Meanwhile, on Twitter, uh, Sage Steele. <laughs> Nope, nope, no, 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 no. I gotta go. 
has announced (laughs) that she will be leaving ESPN to go work somewhere where she can exercise her First Amendment rights. She also said... As opposed to a place where she's like literally exercising her First Amendment rights by being a journalist? Yeah, that place. Um, She also said that the late Barbara Walters elbowed her into a trash can backstage during an appearance on The View. This is this comes from um, Black Twitter's personal journalist Philip Lewis. He just posted the article. Shall we discuss? <laughs> I I like I I desperately I desperately want to, but I my spirit my spirit. This is this <laughs> is a spirit. quote. Hello, St- hello, Sage. This is Barbara. <laughs> no. This is this is the day that the Lord has made. <laughs> um, there's a lot of gifs, gifs, whatever. So it's not great for the for this segment. But Barbara Walters hit Sage Steel with the Meta World Peace elbow. <laughs> not the fucking melee in the power. Haven't witnessed an attack so vicious since Maxine Waters power bombed Michael Tracy on the cold hard concrete in front of the Capitol. <laughs> I definitely heard Maxine shot at first, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Why is she telling us this? Just like we can wonder what she said to get shoved into the trash can. Right, right. The anti-vaxxer who questioned President Obama's blackness? Go, Babs, go. And we wish she would have folded and fell all the way in like Ezekiel Elliott going in on, a, on that Salvation Army bucket. <laughs> I gotta go. I, I gotta go. This is, we have, we have jumped the shark and the cow jumped over the moon and Sage the dish has Steel. run away with the spoon. Sage Steel sucks, so I hope Barbara did give her the people's elbow for all of us. Rest in power, Queen Barbara. That is the people's elbow. If I got beat up by Barbara Walters, the only people I would tell about it would be my therapist and the lawyer I hired to sue the therapist for telling everyone they know. Correct. I was like, the grave. That's to the grave. They Sage Steele telling this story, and it's the gif of um, <laughs> Soldier Boy telling this story, like, blah, 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 or he was just lying. <laughs> Y'all tell me if I'm wrong, but I immediately sided with Barbara. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no world in which I'm not taking her side. Guys, guys, call the police. Barbara Walters beat me up. <laughs> um, somebody, I'm looking for the one that said like, oh, I know where it is. <laughs> he said, um, like you covered basketball all this time and couldn't avoid a screen. Shameful. <laughs> In the arms of the Reminisces on when seemingly every other post on here was block or charge. Fly away from here. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving ESPN so you could admit that you allowed a 137-year-old woman throw you into a trash can is hilarious. I don't this know. is from um, <laughs> Dragonfly Jones. <laughs> this is from Dragonfly Jones. Over-exaggerating about how an 85-year-old woman elbowed you so hard that you crashed into a trash can is all the evidence you need in order to see that this is a white woman we're dealing with here. 
Lord? Uh, <laughs> a lot of them are a visual gag, but like, it Sage Steele is that biracial person who doesn't phenotypically look biracial. So she's had a chip on her shoulder from the beginning of time. And then she like feels like an outsider of black culture, which is a whole nother discussion for another day. But she also sides with conservatives on a lot of shit. So it's not it's like she'll end up wherever, you know, Jason Whitlock and all them people are. She'll, you know, she'll be just fine or, or whatever. But it's always been interesting to me that the biracial women who who don't look white have this sort of trouble in society like i need to be seen for my whiteness i want to validate myself and whiteness and get the protection that white women get yeah it's a mess i'm gonna drop the mic with the quote from the article from sage i was probably about four feet from the wall and the trash can and barbara walters was standing over here in front of me she just started to back up toward me and looked at me and got close and elbowed me and it pushed me back into the wall and the trash can <laughs> I began to pass on twitter <laughs> okay. wait where is that from that should have been irking me all week <laughs> i have no idea I I can hear it so vividly in that lady's voice too. I began to pass out. Oh, Helen Baylor. Okay. Well, that's it. Two weeks in a row. We did it. This is the day. Did it? Not the day. But it is not the day for you to try it, Sage Steel. Bye. Bye. 